All right. I just want you to know I never watched a single one of your podcasts before. There's only one. (laughs) (laughs) There's one and then a couple outside done with friends, but I didn't really do any work. Oh, yeah. I never really paid attention to them, to be honest. I kind of just skim through well there you have it we got a big fan here <laughs> for the first time this is at, at well we're recording this it's december 26th it's the day after christmas it's 5 37 p.m nick's been home for a couple weeks before we all have a couple nick, weeks where i'm just naming this un- unnamed guy in the thing but today we have mr nicholas phelps a active duty u.s marine am i allowed to say that you're allowed to say that I guess he's wearing, he's wearing the emblem, so if I can't say <laughs> uh, yeah. it, we'll blur it out, we'll blur it out. But um, Nick is getting ready to head back to California, but before we get into California and all that, please do your best to introduce yourself, tell them what you do. I guess you can tell them more about, if you want to talk more about the Marines or where you came from, what you want, the stage is yours for the first few minutes at least. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, so like you said, I'm in the United States Marine Corps. I am currently corporal uh, stationed in Camp Pendleton, California. Uh, I've been there for just about three years now. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. It's three years that went by pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, within those three years, I've been over to Japan. Uh, we spent six months over there. Best time ever. Uh, went to other states for training, but um, no. I'm aviation ordnance. Yeah, there we go. So, I was going to yeah. say, what do you do? <laughs> I was, was going to say, I forgot about that. But uh, yeah, aviation ordnance, so I handle all the explosives that go onto the aircraft. Gotcha. What kind of aircraft do you work on? I work on Hughes and Cobras, so helicopters. Gotcha. You know those things? <laughs> Wait, the, one, the flying blades? Yeah. Uh, yeah Are they bladeless? No. Like the Dyson vacuums? They, they have blades, uh, unfortunately. But... so. What are, are those attack helicopters? Yeah. So I am with a Marine light attack helicopter. So they're for close combat support. Gotcha. Gotcha. So then you've been based in California for how long now? Just about three years. Three years. So. And before that, where were you? Uh, so I did some training down, well, went to boot camp in Paris Island, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, then went to uh, well, another place in what was it i think it was in north carolina for just about a month did some training down in pensacola florida uh was there for ooh probably four months or so and then after that went over to california and been there for just three years now i, I, I said it already but that's kind of crazy to think about it I've also failed to mention this. Is, we're cousins, so that's why I was able to get Nick to oh. sucker Nick into coming on and doing this. Um, but my ride to the airport. This is what this exactly. is what it cost me. Exactly. So we're getting ready to head to the airport in a little bit. But before then, I wanted to pick Nick's brain a little bit, and I guess you mentioned it, and I want to go flashback a couple of years real quick, um, back to those Paris Island days. I was lucky <laughs> enough to be able to to come and visit you and see what Paris Island is about, but. Uh, Throw it back to your boot days. Is there anything that you could speak to in boot camp? Like, what was maybe the hardest thing first? The first and foremost, I'm sure you've gotten these questions a lot, but what was maybe the most challenging thing or like the biggest takeaway you had from boot camp? Uh, biggest. So the biggest thing for boot camp is just do what you're told. If you don't do what you're told, then that's when it gets fun. <laughs> fun, you know. Um, but for me, you know, 
I was actually, they called me the ghost recruit. Because <laughs> uh, at the end of the training, one of our drill instructors came up to me and he was like, have you been in our platoon this whole time? <laughs> I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, I don't even know who you are, what you look like. And I'm like, oh, well, all right, I guess. So, yeah. So flying under the radar isn't the worst thing in boot camp. No, it's the best thing to do out there. Unless if you want to be a show-off, but just be prepared, be prepared to get a little... I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, you can see whatever you want. I get a little fucked up, yeah. you know. But, so, but yeah. So what was the biggest thing that maybe surprised you that you didn't expect or maybe that... Or was there anything that you was like exactly what you thought it was going to be that would may have been a surprise that you didn't expect it to be maybe as easy or as hard as it was uh so i had an idea of what boot camp was going to be like because of danny mm -hmm. my my older brother he's in the marines um but i mean it wasn't as bad as like people say it was mm -hmm. um and also it's not what you see like on youtube it's nothing like that they just show you bits and pieces of it yeah but there's way more to it than that. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you you feel like while you're there, it's terrible. But once you get out of it, it's like, oh, man, I want to go back. I want to go do that again. Yeah. Like, it, it was honestly one of the, the best times that I've had in the Marine Corps. Definitely. That's awesome. Is there anything that, like, any of those big common myths that people are constantly asking, like, dude, that doesn't happen? Or, like, oh, it does kind of happen, but, like... Is there anything like that? Like the constant question that you get, like for me, like it was always like the biggest thing I was ready to ask you was like, dude, the gas chamber. Like what was the gas chamber <laughs> like? Is there anything else along those lines that you're like, no, come on. We're talking about just boot camp? Just boot camp. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, yeah, gas chamber. It's, it sucks. The gas chamber sucks, but it's not, it's not bad. You know, you go in, you take off your mask, you breathe in the gas, you're not going to die. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a CS gas, so like basically what cops use for riots and all that. Yeah. Um, but there, there are people that try to run out of the gas chamber and they just get body slammed and make get told to stay in and all that kind of kind of stuff. Hey. But holy smokes! So then, can you quickly run through like what a day for you was like in boot camp? Oh. Maybe the hours. Like I know it probably varied week to week. I know every week had kind of a theme. If I'm not mistaken. So but. yeah, so 13 weeks. Uh, there's when I was went. There's only three phases. Now there's four phases. Um, but for us, we woke up at I believe it was four, and then. Uh, so we woke up at four. And as soon as we woke up, 4 a.m., yeah. As soon as we woke up, we were getting fucked with. Take, Put on your pants. Take your pants off. Put them back on. Take them off. All right, put your shirt on. Take your shirt off. All right, take your pants off again. Like, they were just fucking with us nonstop as soon as we woke up. And then after that, we went went to go chow. So chow's breakfast, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, then from there, depends on the day, we either went to like a training course went to a classroom um learned mcmap which is our martial arts program mm -hmm. uh you know there's a bunch of different things met just the tr different training exercise that we had going on that day mm -hmm. uh, but one one tip that people tell you is live child to child because you don't know what time it is at all while you're out there 
you might be able to get a little glimpse of the drill instructor's watch, but for the most part, you don't know what time it is. So you just live from breakfast to lunch, lunch to dinner. And then uh, we were in bed sleeping by 8 o'clock, 8, 8 p.m. Ready to sleep, or were there ever days where you're like, oh, man, I'm not really that tired? Oh, uh, no, we... I mean, we stayed up for probably like a half hour after we went to bed, but uh, we weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. We were, we stayed up and talked for a little bit, and then we just knocked out because then we started started going again at four. So I was gonna say, like at, at the night times, there any sort of like camaraderie that goes on, or was it like everyone's like, dude, let's just crash out and get ready before a.m. comes quick. So it depends. It depends on who, like, if you ask different people who are in different platoons and different like. Uh, boot camp and stuff it, it depends on your drill instructor like for us you know we got away with talking just a little bit mm. uh, some some people they were not allowed to talk at all uh, so I mean there there was a couple times that I, I got out of my rack and snuck over to my buddy's rack and started talking to him all night but yeah you're not supposed to do that and I mean for the most part we just tried going to bed right away because you're exhausted at the end of the day wow so then is there any was there any stories from boot camp that like you'll never be able to forget anything crazy i know you've, you've told me a couple like that i've heard a couple of my personal favorites but is there yeah. any that stick out to you like fun ones that like when people oh, ask fun. you like fun yeah fun ones that when people ask you like dude like all right so i was there for all the holidays because i got there in october so I was there for Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, the Marine Corps birthday, all that kind of stuff. So we were, for Thanksgiving, we went to our Thanksgiving lunch, and we came back, and one of our drill instructors got us on the line, which is just lining up in a straight line, you know? And they're like, hey, we got to go and uh, go to the dentist. And we're like, oh, okay. So it's like, everyone grab your toothbrush. All right, get on the line. All right, so we got on the line with our toothbrush. All right, start brushing your teeth. No water, no toothpaste, nothing. Just start brushing your teeth. All right, we're brushing our teeth. All right, make sure you get the back of your teeth. All right, keep going. Nope, farther back. You got all the way in the back. All right, we literally had our whole, like, toothbrush in our mouth. And there were probably, I want to say, four people that threw up because of it. <laughs> And he was just sitting there laughing the whole time. Oh my god! Which looking back, you know, like it's funny, but like for me, I was like, I had to look up. I'm like, I can't look at people throwing up. Oh. Can't do that. But oh yeah, I'm a sympathy puker for sure. If I would have saw that, I was done. Yeah. Actually, funny. Nick was just over a couple of days ago, and I was really <laughs> sick, and I just had like a little overnight bug, and I was like, couldn't throw up. So all I did was go on YouTube <laughs> and and look up people throwing up, and I threw up in like two minutes. But Another one to not another puke story, but another one that makes me want to puke. Can you tell them the lunch story, your your brown bag lunch story? Which one? The one where you had a, a little like a salad of food that I've never. Oh oh. <laughs> so, I think this, this I think this is the one you're talking about. So when we're out in the field, out in boot camp, the field, uh, we get a little little bag with a sandwich, like an apple, chips, and like raisins. That's and that's it. Then you get like the little uh, packets of like ketchup, mustard, mayo. That that's the one you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I forgot what we were doing, but one of our journalist directors came up 
to us, and we were, I think we were all just sitting there, just eating. And he came up to us. He's like, "Oh, hey, yeah, we gotta hurry up and go. Let's let's go." Like I, well, he's like, "No, put all this, uh, like all the stuff you have in one one bag, and like all that kind of stuff." So we're like, "All right." So we threw it all in one bag, and we had to hurry up and eat that. And then he's like, "All right, we don't have time for your Gatorade or whatever. So grab your mayo, your ketchup, and your mustard, and squirt it all in your mouth." And Oh, that one. That was terrible. <laughs> just squirting it all in and like, like just, uh, I don't know if you guys ever had ketchup, mustard, and mayo just squirted in your mouth, but it's, <laughs> it is terrible. It is one of the worst things ever. I don't like mustard or mayo, so. Uh. Wasn't there one too where you had like mash up your sandwich? Yeah, yeah. But that, well, that, that was the same, same day. So yeah. when I said we threw everything in there, we had to throw everything in there, mash it all up, and then yeah. scarf so it down. That's what I was talking about when you, I, you told the story of having a, your sandwich was like mashed up with like goldfish or whatever you oh, were, yeah. and then afterwards drinking the condiments. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah the, the mayo part was the, the worst part, though. Oh, that's, that's what stuck out to me the most. I like mayo, but I still think that'd make me sick. Yeah. Just oh. thinking about it makes me sick. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I guess one like one thing I was curious about was like in in college, if you have kind of like the mean like or aggressive professor that you might like hate going to class to every single day. Sometimes in like the end of the semester, like I just had this happen last semester. We had this one professor who was kind of a dick the entire semester. Like every week, you just show up and like, oh my god, this is gonna suck. Like it's. I think of it almost like as a drill instructor type thing. Not, I'm not comparing college to the Marines at all. I'm not, that's not what I'm going for, just the, for the question here. But on the last day of, of class, like he finally like broke down and was like, hey, this is why I did this. Like You guys are really, really cool. Like Shook our hand, like talked to us, gave us like all of his information. If you need anything, let me know Like and was there for us. Does that happen with like drill instructors or do they maintain that? Like They, they might have been, treated you like crap that entire 13 weeks, but at the end of the day, is it like – Hey man, like sorry about that. Like I was just doing my job, or is it just like? No, so so, or do you even get to talk we, to him? So during the first, I would say about ten weeks, uh, that's first and second phase. They they were complete dicks to us, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Then during the last couple weeks, uh, becomes like the crucible, uh, Marine Week and all that kind of stuff. So crucible is the. 54 hour hike sleeping out in the middle of the woods like that kind of fun stuff um then you become a marine after that so once you become that they'll they'll sit there and they talk to us they they say oh yeah we did this to do this to you or uh or like when they were fucking with us they're like all right you guys thought it was for like a half hour to an hour that we were fucking with you but it was only for like five minutes Mm mm-hmm you know, and they're they're telling us how that that trained us for like when we're out in combat that oh this might seem like you're out there fighting for weeks, months, or whatever, but you're only out there for a day. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but yeah, at, like towards the end of boot camp, they they start like I don't want to say being cool with you, yeah. but start talking start more. talking to you and telling you why they did this. Um, but during during the training cycle, our senior drill instructor, so the top guy that was taking care of us, every night he would come down and talk to us. 
gather us in a big circle and just talk to us and just basically say, oh, you guys did this good today or um, you guys need to work on this or this is what we're doing tomorrow. Like he just talked to us like normal, yeah. normal people and we could ask him questions. And I mean, that, that was pretty nice. But cool. is that um, typical or is that? Was that, it, that, kind of lucky? That, was, that was just lucky for us, mostly. Um, I heard some people, they say that the senior drill instructor only did it for them once a week, but ours did it every single day for us. That's cool. So, Gotcha. So that was Paris Island. You were there for 13 weeks, as you mm-hmm. just mentioned. Um, and then from there, you MC, went... MCT. Another, another whole school, right? That, that was only like a month. Um so for that, that is where we get all of our combat training. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go there and they teach us how to, you know, shoot shoot different types of weapons. Mm-hmm. So I shot a grenade launcher. I've gotten to throw a grenade. Like a noob tube from Call of Duty? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, I mean, you just you shoot at night. You get night vision goggles and you get to go shoot at a range. Oh. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where we learn most of our combat stuff, living out in the field. Uh, I mean, that, that was fun. It, it wasn't bad. We, we added a, uh, a drill, I guess you can call it a, yeah. an exercise, um, where we went to a little makeshift town and we placed people in the buildings and we just basically those were the the bad guys and you know you you have to patrol through the town and then they ambush you so you have to act like you're being ambushed and you just you just shoot blanks so it's not like you're getting hit by anything but you know you just shoot blanks at each other and when when they think hey you got hit you just gotta fall and act like you're dead right there uh one of one of the things we were doing is that we had to go from one building to the next and we were running as we were getting shot at, and the instructor there said that, oh, you're hit, talking to one of my buddies next to us. So we basically just had to drop everything we were doing and drag that person into the next building with us, like dead weight, all the uh, equipment and stuff they have. And so like it, it was like real-life scenario, like, hey, this person got hit, what are you going to do? Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. And then, uh, not to flash back again, but one thing I remember that sh- that surprised me. I wanted to pull out my letter, but I took it to New York with me that you wrote me. We wrote back and forth a couple times. Mm-hmm. But I remember you were telling me about art class. And I was like, that was one thing that surprised me from the outside is that you guys had like art class while you were in the Marines. Like learning how to, not necessarily it, art, like you were like doing art, but like learning how to draw the, the stuff. And that there was, you so, mentioned there was like a person, a guy in charge of, there was an art, um, I forgot what you called it. One person per platoon or whatever that was responsible. Oh, art, for. art recruit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we had an artist recruit. Uh, so, you know, for us, we had artist recruit. We had ironing recruits. Um, but for the artist recruit, so every platoon when you're in boot camp, someone gets assigned as an artist recruit. And you make a little plaque for your drill instructors. And everyone puts in like a little... Uh, idea of what they should make or what should be drawn on it because as as you go on your platoon will make little jokes so all right sorry for that commercial break but before that we had a, an interruption from my parents and my dog but uh, we we're talking about the art recruit um, yeah 
Each platoon had a couple different kind of recruits go on. Yeah, so the our recruit who make the plaque, uh, and at the end of the the cycle, we'd give it to our drill instructor. Uh, so his job was just drawing. That's all he did was draw. Uh, but there was a couple of nights where he stayed up past lights, and was just drawing all night. Um, but that, that's that's his job. The iron recruit was someone that just ironed all of our clothes for us, all of our uniforms, all that kind of stuff. Because you know, let's let's face it, not everyone knows how to iron. Yeah. I didn't know how to iron before. I didn't know how to iron before college. Yeah. So um, we had laundry recruits too, people that did our laundry for us. So how do you get recruited? How do how do you like pick to do something like that? Is it kind of like a random selection? It, it's it? random selection. Uh, we had trash recruits, people that took out the trash every day when we when we left. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you have yeah. anything of that nature, any sort of job or? Nope. I guess because you didn't. They didn't even know. Nope, you they were didn't even know I was there. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't in charge of anything. Uh, but you know in charge of staying out of the way yeah exactly in charge of just hiding in true nicholas fashion for any of our family members watching (laughs) all right so then i guess we'll flash oh wait but no before we leave one more time um one thing that i learned there's a lot of acronyms that i learned when you were telling your stories at first getting Uh back but one of my personal favorites that you taught me or showed me about and i got to see firsthand was one that was mre MRE. So, oh, I should have brought some over. I thought we, I thought we had a couple. I was gonna try digging them out, but I can throw in a little picture of one on, on top of this. I'll show a little right, right, what they right look here, like. Right here, right in the center. Make it a little bit bigger so it's a little easier and square it up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, right there. Junior editing skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meals ready to eat. Uh, those are uh, terrible. <laughs> I actually, I actually just gave some away for for uh, Christmas yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> can you talk about like what they are when you guys use them? Uh, and last and maybe your favorite one. Oh, favorite one? I don't know that one right <laughs> now. Um, so you'd use them like when you're in the field. So like if you're you know on a field op or on a mission or something like that, and you don't have access to like a chow hall or like a cafeteria or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you so it's just just a bag, bag probably about that big, and inside of it you have like a main meal, um, like a dried up fruit or something uh like trail mix uh there's like and some of them there is a like a powder for like a powerade or something mm-hmm. like that uh but it's just it's just a bag of mush pretty much like <laughs> flavored I, mush flavored mush but uh, can, can you I mean, name a couple of the flavors of the ones you ate the ones that you remember vividly or uh, we got, well, there's, there's spaghetti and meatballs, which that one wasn't that bad. Okay. Um, there, there's a new one out that I haven't tried yet. It's pizza, but I heard it's terrible. Oh. It, it's a pizza. And it's all uh, mushed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like mushed and. Is it hot? Yeah. Uh, so they come with little heaters, but a lot of time we don't have time for heaters or like when we're at MCT, we used to, uh, save the heaters and not use them with our food, but in the mornings, there we woke up at like three. So in the mornings, we would save the heater and the, like some of them came with hot chocolate or you can make uh, coffee out of some of the stuff that's in them. And we would make just hot chocolate or coffee in the morning. So that, that was nice. But yeah, most of the time you get them cold. Oh my gosh. Uh, what was another one? There was a biscuits and gravy one, which 
It's terrible. It's not actually called biscuits and gravy. It's I can't think of the name of it. Uh, there's pork sausage, um, barbecue beef patty. There. Did you get to pick? Like which no. one do you want to take with you, or it's like oh here you go? No, it's hey here's this. There you go. So, um, but the one the one bag is supposed to last you a couple of days. Oh, wow. There there is like a couple thousand calories within that bag. So they reseal? So, no. So that so inside the bag, it's all individually wrapped. Ah. So you know you can just pick out oh hey I'm gonna eat this trail mix right now, um, but yeah no it. MREs aren't aren't fun to eat. I mean, they're fun like to give to people and say, "Hey, try this." Uh, one one of them that we actually just ate yesterday was like a bread, like it was a piece of bread that was in it. And I mean, my grandpa said it was pretty good, but you know, it's just a stale piece of bread. Oh. So, yep, those are fun. Hey, I just remember you bringing home a couple. I was like, "Oh my gosh, man! I couldn't imagine." But yeah, I'm sure they're around here somewhere. We'll know. find them. Maybe we'll. Maybe the next time you're home, we'll eat MREs and review them. I, I think I just threw all the other ones away. That what? We, we, can, we can get can more. Order. Don't they sell them at like the army store too? Yeah, we we could order some. We'll get you some. probably get them on Amazon real cheap. Maybe we'll try and get good. We'll, we'll try like a couple that sound really good, and then a couple that yeah. sound really really bad. Yeah. If you YouTube it, you can find a lot of different MREs to eat. I'm sure they're out there. But all right, so. Advancing from that, we talked. You talked about a little bit about MCT. <clears throat> after MCT, was there any stage before California, or was it straight to California? So after MCT, Florida, uh, Pensacola. So at MCT, you get your orders of what your MOS is. So your MOS is your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's when I found out. Hey, you're going to be aviation ordinance. All right, cool. So my schooling for that was in Florida. So yeah, and you got this. Did you get to somewhat choose your career path there, or was it like you're like, oh, I can do anything I mean, from groundwork to airplanes? So when you are at your recruiter, they give you a list of like, hey, here's what you can do. Give me your top three or five, mm-hmm. and they will try to get you that job. Gotcha. But most of the time, it's the needs of the Marine Corps. Hey, screw you. You're getting this job. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, so. I went down to Pensacola. That was, I mean, I didn't start school right away while I was down there, but I was there for a couple of weeks, uh, probably six weeks, something like that, maybe longer than that. Um, but that's, for me, that was my basic school. Mm-hmm. Basic of aviation ordinance, how to handle it, um, the different types of missiles, bombs, uh, guns, all that kind of fun stuff. And then once you complete, once I completed that, uh, you pick what aircraft you want to go on. So I picked the helicopters, the Hueys and the Cobras. So once I graduated from there, that's when they sent me over to California and I had to go to another school there for two months, I think it was. So, so timeline from there. So you, from the time you got to Paris Island to the time you finished school, what was that time? Frame? So finished school, it was about a year. Year. Yep. Well, you're, and then you're on the job starting to work on actual helicopters doing real work. Yep. Wow. So then present day, you're now you get to California, run us through what a day in the life of aviation ordinance for Hueys and, and Cobras is like. Well, depends if you're on day crew or if you're on night crew. Uh-huh. All right. So I work night crew most of the time. So for us, we're doing all the maintenance. If the helicopter breaks, we fix it. Um, 
We, we do that at night because they're not flying at night. Uh, we had to stop flying at like midnight or one o'clock, like 1 a.m. Uh, Is that a sound thing? Yeah. That's be respectful, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at with that time frame, you know, we're fixing everything. We're uh, doing any kind of like cleaning of the gear that we can do. Uh, so that that's what we, we do on night crew. Day crew, they they do any kind of small maintenance that they can do. Um, a lot of stuff they, they work on are guns, like our crew serve weapons that go on the Hueys. Mm-hmm. So they work on, for us, it's GAU-21, GAU-17, and M240. Those big guns? Uh, the 21's a big gun. The GAU-17 is like the, it's a minigun. It's just a minigun. So any kind of gun you see in the movies, that's probably what you see. In the helicopters? Yeah, when you go... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So um, that's probably GAU-17 that you see. Uh, so they, they do most of the maintenance on that stuff because that's all they can do because the helicopters are flying. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're, if we're shooting that day, we could either be loading... Anywhere from seven rockets to a couple of weeks ago, we just loaded 148 rockets, I think it was. So, uh, I mean, it depends. just depends on how much we're flying, what we're doing that day, what kind of training mission we're doing that day. Gotcha. It's how busy we are. How many helicopters are you guys like, responsible for? Uh, so, we probably have a total of like... I want to say around like 25 to 27 of them, I think. So that that's just my squadron alone. Gotcha. But, yeah. So then you also mentioned that you spent some time in Japan. Yep. Now we're doing the same work in Japan. It was same, very similar same, thing here. Same exact thing as I was doing here. It was just that. Uh, so I'm sure everyone knows about like the North Korea incident, mm-hmm. you know. So it's mostly just to have a military presence over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case if something did happen, we would be the first ones to go. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, we're just doing the same exact things that we're doing here. Got it. So then maybe outside of work or even while you're at work, your time in Japan, was there anything? Was it like a, you mentioned, obviously you kind of tipped yourself off when you said it was the most fun you ever had. But like, what was it that made overseas so fun? Was it just the overall deployment or was it like, did you get to the point where you're like, All right, I want to go home? So what made Japan fun is that it was Japan. Um, so everything is different. It's a whole new experience. Um, one thing that I loved to do out there was scuba diving. So we had our weekends off. It was just like a normal normal weekend. Uh, so I picked up scuba diving, and I went scuba diving pretty much every weekend out there. Um, got to see amazing reefs, uh, a lot of different types of fish, all that kind of, yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and then like when we weren't scuba diving, we were out in town, uh, the Japanese people, amazing people, uh, how's the food? You know, food's pretty good. It, it was, it was shocking. Cause I mean, like a lot of restaurants, you cook your own food. So, wow. so like a lot of restaurants we went to was you pay for like the amount of time that you're going to eat. Oh wow. So we, you go there. And you say, okay, I want two hours. And okay, okay, here, here's our menu for two hours, and like, here's what you can pick from. So you pick it, and you say, oh, I want some pork, chicken, or whatever. 
and they bring it to you raw, and you cook it on the grill that's right in front of you. Wow. Um, I, I don't want to say it's like black rock, but more like hibachi without the chef. Yeah, there's some something similar to that, but I mean that that was pretty interesting. A lot of times we didn't know what we were eating because it was in Japanese, so <laughs> so you just had to point at the picture, say, "Okay, I want that." So. Now, were they pretty receptive to you guys as Americans, or did they know you were Marines? Uh, so. <laughs> oh, you guys were obviously often wearing wearing colors and stuff like that. But. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they they knew. I mean, obviously, we look different than them. Yeah. Uh, so they they knew that we were Americans and what we were doing there. Uh, one one thing that stuck out to us. So, on the island that we were at, we went to the northern part of it where. There was an aquarium, like world's largest aquarium, has two whale sharks in it. Um, so we we're coming back from that, and we tried stopping at a restaurant, and the restaurant actually kicked us out, saying no whites, no Americans. <laughs> so they they kicked us out. So that part of the island they didn't like us, but you know, obvious reasons Japan doesn't really like us that much. Yeah, but a lot of people there. They love us. That's good. I mean, that's that's not good. That's crazy. First of all, like, so mm-hmm. you're at the restaurant aquarium, or you at the aquarium? So Restu- restaurant at the aquarium. No, so we left the aquarium, uh, and we're probably about uh, half hour away from the aquarium, and we tried eating, and they kicked us out. Wow. So, was there anything else in Japan? I know one thing off the top of my head that if you don't bring it up, that I'll ask you about. But was there any other like really cool experiences or anything that you did over there that? You might like recommend for people if they ever go to Japan or go to Hiroshima. That's yeah, definitely. Uh, you know where they they dropped the atomic bomb. Um, that that place was pretty cool. Um, you know, there's still build some buildings that are standing from when they dropped the bomb. Uh, the museum there is pretty cool. Uh, at the end of the the tour of the museum, there was a little pennies for your thoughts, and they. There, there's so many people that were hating on America for like us dropping the atomic bomb, which that that was actually real shocking because it wasn't just Japanese people there. Yeah. It was people from Sweden, uh, Germany, like like a bunch of different countries. Because yeah. at like when you write it, you write down where you're from. So like that that was just shocking to see. Yeah. But uh, another thing is just go out and see the castle, experience like just experience the Japanese okay. culture, you know. Definitely. And maybe some Japanese culture you also experience. Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, I, I think I know what you're going to say. I can let you guess, or, I mean, I, there's there's two. I mean, I guess there's two. There's one I was going to bring up, but I don't think it's the one you're thinking of. Go ahead with the one you're talking about. <laughs> Let's just say, when you go get a massage. <laughs> that one I was talking about. That is or no? No, it's not. Oh. You know, you <laughs> well, I already brought it up. <laughs> Whenever you get a massage in Japan, it always has a happy ending. <laughs> All right? I'm not saying what is the happy ending, but there's always a happy ending. So I was sticking to another Japanese tradition maybe by a little company named Nintendo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart. That's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart. So, uh, you can race. You can race Mario Karts like on the streets. Mm-hmm. 
um, you're you're in a little go kart and you can dress up as uh, all the characters, you know, and you can just race them. They actually, for us, they brought it on the base, and so we got to race around base a little bit. Oh, that's cool. And some of the people we were racing with, they brought their own bananas and <laughs> they started throwing bananas at each other, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. We actually had one person crash, but oh he, he's fine. Were they so. were they fast? Were they quick carts or was it just regular? Go-karts? Yeah, they're they're pretty fast. Like you had to wear. Uh, like you had, obviously had to wear a helmet and you had to wear goggles too because you're just going so fast that the wind makes you tear up and you can't see. Wow. So, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna say you gotta check out plug your Instagram because I know you posted pictures on there right, of the Mario Kart thing and also your scuba diving pictures are pretty sweet yeah. too. But yeah. So Phelpster twenty three. Spell it out. P H E L P S T E R twenty three. Yeah, I remember so. seeing that. I remember getting the Snapchat of you just going, "It's me, you're Mario." And I was like, "What are you yeah, doing?" Yeah, we, we can we can add a little 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 clip into there. You're really can... making this difficult, <laughs> God, dude. Send me the video. I'll do it for Maybe you. Maybe I'll put a link in there. <laughs> I, I can send the. It's me, you're Mario. Yeah, I'll, I think I can pull that one off. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be here. It's just going to take over the entire screen. Yeah, though. just just flash the screen. It's me, Mario. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I can send you some. Up. I can send you some pictures of it too. Sounds so, good. Yeah. Of all my scuba diving and. Yeah, we'll clip that in for sure. The me, it's me and Mario. I promise we'll make it. But, so you were in Japan how long? Six months. Six months, and then, what? By the end of that, were you like, oh, it's finally getting ready to go home, or was it? It was. It was kind of both. Um, like like I said, Japan was amazing. Yeah. Um, I would not mind going back to Japan just to experience it some more. Yeah. Um. But we're we're also like oh man we're we're ready to go back get our own cars, uh, do all the American things that we do you know, um, but yeah, yeah, that's so then yeah. back to California back to the the daily routine same thing so now you've been in three years you got technically your your left How year long? left year left so in your four year what is, do you call it a commitment or what do you call it enlistment four-year? enlistment there we go um, I guess. When you're in the home stretch, is there anything looking back, whether it be through boot camp, through the entire experience, anything that you maybe if you would have done, if you were to do it over again, you would maybe change or anything that you would tell people that are looking to join the Marines, like, hey, do this, don't do that. Any sort of overall advice from a Marine to a potential Marine? Go to college first, become an officer, you make more money, you get more respect. It's better. It's just a better thing to do. You get to fly the helicopters and not just fix them. Um, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love being in the Marines. You know, yeah, it's a great, great thing. But I would have went to college first, became an officer, and be out there flying all the stuff that I work on. You yeah. know, um, I mean, if you're gonna do it, just get committed to it and just do it. Don't be one of those people who say, "Oh yeah, I was gonna join the Marines" or "I was gonna do this." Just go out and do it. You know. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for anyone, whether you're Marines or you want to go start, try a new side job or or a new hobby that you keep saying that you're gonna do, like do a podcast that you keep telling your cousin you're gonna do until the day that he asks you for a ride <laughs> until, to the airport. Yeah, let's see. We do it like the hour before. Yeah, twenty minutes until we gotta leave. Yeah, but we're here now. Uh, we, we're finally doing it, so I guess that's a, a pretty good wrap up for us of getting out there to just do it. So. Again, I'll, just I'll, do it. I, I'll tag. I guess that one's kind of already taken. Uh, <laughs> so we've used that tag. Uh, but um, 
I mean, it's been awesome. Nick, thank you for joining, first of all. Thank you for... Am I allowed to say thank you for your service? Is that something you say after? You can, uh, you can say... Or, I, what, is, how does, what is that perception from, like, from an active... So, right now, it's like we're not at war. Mm-hmm. So, it's just a job. So, when people say it to us, we don't really know what to say back to it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people say thank you for your service. And we just say... A lot of people say, like, oh, thank you for the support. Because um, a lot of people actually don't support the military. Which is crazy. It's, yeah. But, but, hey. That's politics. I'm not allowed to talk about politics anymore. Yeah, we're political. Cut that out. We'll cut it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back real quick just to bring it all in and close. We uh, had a little bit of a technical difficulty there, but... Again, Nick, thank you so much. We first Marine to be on the podcast, so it's awesome. I'm sure he'll be back. We'll try eating an MRE sometime. Uh, maybe finally I'll try to make it out to California, as I've promised. For the yeah, past you promised years. the past three years to come out and visit me. Haven't made it out there yet. But it's a pleasure. Nick, we'll, I'll tag all Nick's uh, Instagram and stuff down there. If you want to shoot out, reach out to him. If you've got any Marine questions, I'm sure that he'd be willing to answer them. Uh, if not, you can reach out to me, and I will uh, make sure that he gets back to you. So. Nick, thank you so much, man. Safe trip back. No problem. See you again soon.